What's up guys, welcome to the channels FPL Guria and yes, we are finally back with a transfer traffic episode for Gaming 17 and we finally have a slight breather before this Gaming's deadline seeing that the deadline is only on Friday so let's get straight into the action of who are the best players to be buying, selling, keeping and avoiding for Gaming 17 <music> So obviously the biggest news coming out of GameX 16 was the fact that Erling Haaland did pick up a foot injury in the Aston Villa match, meaning he was not available for that game against Luton Town at Kenilworth Road, which has meant that managers are starting to contemplate whether they should keep Haaland or remove him from their teams. So in my Personal opinion, I will be keeping Haaland just because I don't think I want to be selling Haaland in a period where he could come back by possibly this weekend or even possibly just after the Club World Cup. And we also have other issues to contend with like removing Mo Salah, like removing Yumin Son as they play in AFCON and the Asia Cup in January. So... Do I want to create a situation where I also need to find a way to then bring Erling Haaland back into my team? Probably not. So I will be keeping him. But to those who are looking to remove Erling Haaland from their squad, there are a lot of emerging third striker options in FPL right now. So for our first buy for GameX17 is Dominic Solanke at Bournemouth. I've been really impressed with Bournemouth as a whole, ever since they managed to get their first win against Burnley, things have really started to click under Andoni Ireola. It has proven that if you give a manager a bit of patience, a bit of time, things will work out. And that is exactly what we are seeing with Bournemouth. We know Ireola has a great record in La Liga of how he managed to turn Raya Vallecano into such a good attacking side even against the bigger clubs like Barcelona and Real Madrid is doing the exact same thing with Bournemouth now so things are really clicking there at Bournemouth and if we look at Solanke he has taken more shots than Mo Salah this season he's taken as many shots as Oli Watkins this season and only Erling Haaland has taken more shots than Solanke so far this season so he is getting in all the right positions as a striker to get chances to score goals and like I mentioned there are a lot of options in that third striker slot so there's Saranke, we have Matthias Cunha who's I think returned in like four or five games now in a row so he's in a proper purple patch and we also have FPL legend Raul Jimenez back amongst the goals which is great to see from a football perspective but who would I choose out of those three I would probably go for Saranke Cunha would be my second option and Jimenez would be my third option. And you might be saying, why would you put Jimenez as your third option? Fulham have just scored 16 goals in their last four games. True, but I do still want to see Jimenez continue this vein of form on a long period of time because we know that he has suffered from a very 
very difficult injury and it has been difficult for him to really find his feet since then and with Cunha as much as Wolves are attacking and doing great stuff if you look at their fixtures they're not amazing fixtures that suggest they're going to be scoring a lot of goals they are fixtures that we can definitely see Wolves scoring in but we can't see them scoring 3-4 goals in a game but with Bournemouth their fixtures short term and long term look really good and we know they're playing great football now things are happening for Bournemouth so out of those three I would go for Dominic Solanke as the best option going forward in that third striker slot and possibly even an Erling Haaland replacement seeing that he could possibly be out for the next couple of weeks. Our second by four gaming 17 is the South Korean Young Min Son. He's been really impressive again after a couple of weeks where he was blanking but he is now back in form and I do think we need to move back towards Son not because he is in form but because Spurs finally have a proper starting 11. They have the starting 11 that they had at the beginning of the season which was doing really well which is the biggest thing I took from that game against Newcastle. Not the performance but the players that were on the pitch. Spurs had 9 out of 11 players that have been main core players for them this season in that starting 11. The only two players missing from their main 11 was Madison and Funven. They had their main midfielders in Pape Matasa and Basuma who make that team tick so well. Both fullbacks in Poro and Dogi were fit and available. Romero is back in the side. They also have Kulusevsky operating with Son as well. So all the main players in that team are back and available. So I do think we need to start investing back in Spurs in the defense in Udogi and Poro, but also in attack in Jung Min Son. Let's make the most of Son before he goes to play for South Korea in the Asia Cup. So I do think Son is a buy for Gaming 17. Moving on to a couple of players that I do think we need to get rid of. Our first sell for Gaming 17 is Alphonse Areola. He has been missing out of that West Ham squad for the last two games, seeing that he's picked up a wrist injury. And West Ham as a whole have been really poor defensively this season. Obviously, their last game was the worst performance we've seen of them probably this season, losing 5-0 to London rivals in Fulham. And then, you know, Areola has been such a frustrating own so far this season with a wrist injury. Do you really want to still hold on to someone like that? Wrist injury for a goalkeeper isn't a good injury to sustain because... Obviously, his hands are his most important part of his body as a keeper. And if that is not working properly, why are you keeping him? You need to get rid of him. I don't think he's going to come back to fitness as quickly as people want to think, especially during this chaotic period where games are coming thick and fast. He won't have enough time to get back to fitness. So if you have Areola, just move him on to Bravka. He's become the new 4 million goalkeeper in the game who has much more potential to keep clean sheets even though Newcastle have conceded 7 goals in their last 2 games. They are struggling as a whole because of the lack of players available but they are still a much better side compared to West Ham from a defensive perspective. Our next sell is 
Evan Ferguson at Brighton. So, like I mentioned at the beginning with Solanke, a lot of third striker options available. But is Ferguson one of them? Not in my opinion. I don't think I like the look of Ferguson because he's just not getting enough game time on a consistent basis. He starts one game and the next game he's benched in the Premier League. Not in Premier League in Europa, in the Premier League alone. So, I don't like Ferguson as a player going forward. I don't like Brighton as a team going forward, even though they are such an attacking side. They are giving us a bit of deja vu of the days under Graham Potter because we keep seeing them create numerous chances in games, but they aren't putting those chances away, which was the trend under Graham Potter, which was they could create so many chances, play such beautiful football, but were unable to turn those great chances they created into goals. So we are seeing similar things right right now with Brighton. So I would not actually want to move towards their players, even Mitoma, because his minutes are also being scattered across the Premier League with their European football. So I don't like the look of Brighton as well. I know their fixtures look decent and look really nice, but I wouldn't move towards them. I think if you're going to get a third striker option in your team with good fixtures coming up, I'd rather move towards Sulanki. Looking at a couple of players that I do think we need to keep for Gaming 17, give them one more chance. So our first keep is Darwin Nunez. Obviously, he's disappointed massively in the last week, having blanked against Fulham, having picked up just an assist against Sheffield United, having come off the bench, and then also blanking again against Crystal Palace. Three fixtures where you would have thought He's going to at least score two goals in that period. Didn't get any goals in that period and has been a very frustrating own for many managers. Seeing that many brought him in for Ollie Watkins. Thinking Watkins would have been unavailable for that game against Bournemouth. So a lot of people are not enjoying the fact that they have Darwin in their team and are looking to remove. But I do think we need to give him just one more game against Manchester United. Obviously, he's been very disappointing, but last season, he did manage to get a brace in this exact fixture last season, and United, we know, have been really poor against the bigger clubs. They were completely outdone by Manchester City at Old Trafford. We saw how ruthless Newcastle were against them, even though the scoreline doesn't tell us the full story. They really struggled in that game. And so I do think against Liverpool at the top of the table, really now showing that they want to push for the league title this season, they need to make sure they win this game against United and show that they are here for the long run. And Darwin Nunez probably will want to have a massive say in this game. We know he has a great connection with the football club and the fans. He does everything for the team. And so definitely I do think giving this one last game before you think about selling it. The other keep in today's transfer traffic episode is Ryan Sterling. So last game I did say that he was a buy but he was benched against Everton and that was quite a shock for me personally but I think that Pochettino is the one to blame for that result against Everton because why he's rotating his squad I can't understand. Yes there were three games played in a very short period of time. But his team is not being stretched to the same limits as teams like 
Brighton and Newcastle and all the other teams playing in European football. Chelsea aren't playing in European football. They're only playing in cup football. So why does he rotate his squad? Is very unnecessary. Rhyme Sterling is one of the players in that team who needs to be playing every single week because he's the best attacker in that team and he's one of the more experienced players in that team and he's been in great form this season. So I do think if you had Sterling, you need to keep him because looking at the fixtures, brilliant fixtures for Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea are a very hot and cold team this season, but if I'm investing in Chelsea, I'd rather invest in their attacking players than their defensive players just because I do think they've improved as an attacking team this season even though they have been numerous games where they have heavily underperformed as an attacking side but still think if you're going to invest in Chelsea I'd rather go for their attacking players rather than the defensive players like the Colwells and the Sanchez's I'd rather opt to go towards Ryan Sterling and Cole Palmer as the best options from the Chelsea team with their fixtures that they have for the long term. And finally, the last part of the episode, a couple of players that I do think we need to avoid going forward. Our first avoid for Gaming 17 is Alexander Isaac. So not long ago, I did say that he was a buy, but with Wilson back in the squad, with the fact that Eddie Howe has started the same exact team for almost like what five games in a row or something like that, that team is completely drained out and they need to be rotated. And definitely with Wilson back in the squad, Isaac is going to be rotated. There is no doubt about that. And you can see that Newcastle are now really struggling at the moment. They are very leggy at the moment. They are really struggling to put in a good performance. And I do blame Eddie Howe for this because against Chelsea, against United, they completely dominated those matches, but they still kept playing such a high-intensity game. Even though it was unnecessary, you were dominating the game. You didn't need to play with such high-intensity from minute 1 till minute 90. Have a game plan where you are dominating the game, but controlling the game like a Manchester City is what Newcastle needed to do given how thin the squad is with the amount of injuries there. But they haven't done that. They've been trying to play the same way they have been playing since Eddie Howe has taken the job, which has cost them massively, which is why the team looks so weak at the minute. I mean, if we look at Kieran Trippier, he looks completely finished at the minute. And he's such an old player as well. He's 33-34. To have him playing at such high intensity, at such a high level, in such short spaces of time between matches, that is going to bring poor performances not to only Trippier but to the entire team because his performances exude so much confidence in that side. If he's not performing, that's going to rub off on the other players as well. So I do think Alexander Izak is an avoid going forward. Our final player in today's episode who is the second avoid for Gaming 17. I just mentioned him, Levi Colwell at Chelsea. Yes, Chelsea are going to be playing against Sheffield United this game but the fixture will play out the exact same way as it did a couple of days ago against Everton and why I say Colwell is an avoid is because like I just mentioned I would rather be invested 
in the attacking players than the defense. The defense, as much as they have good fixtures on paper, Chelsea just haven't been good enough. And I want to just remind everybody who's listening to this podcast that last time out at the beginning of the season, when we all heavily invested in Chelsea with a ton of green fixtures on paper, which they had, they disappointed us massively. They disappointed us massively. And we have the same exact situation. And it seems no one has really learned the lessons from earlier in the season. Rather invest in the attackers because over that period of time, Pochettino has improved them as an attacking side. But defensively, they are still struggling. And they continue to rotate at the back, which doesn't help anybody because you need a bit of consistency to improve your defense. And if there is no consistency, it's going to be hard to see any clean sheets for Chelsea. So I think Levi Colwell and majority of their defenders are actually an avoid going forward. And so that is the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow the channel. Drop that 5-star rating because it really helps the channel out and I'll see you guys next time when we discuss what my team will be looking like for Gaming 17.